Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, here we be on a Monday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, hour number two, and joined now by NFL Network analyst Michael Robinson for his weekly appearance here on One Bills Live, resident member of Bills Mafia. And your own network, Michael, is going to be the primetime host of Buffalo's Week 15 tilt with the Dolphins a week from this Sunday. How spicy is that one? Very spicy, guys. So first of all, uh, we're the new number one seed. I'm excited about that. That's number that's number one. I got to start off by saying uh, congrats on us getting that number one seed, and, and we're going to hold on to it. Uh, but to see uh, this game being flexed to Saturday to be on NFL Network, it is awesome. I was already going to be in Seattle for the Thursday night uh, football game in week 15. Now I'm hoping, and I haven't talked to everybody in NFL Network yet, but I'm going to hopefully I talk to the travel department when I get out there in a little bit. Um, Hopefully I'll be going to that game. It's going to be exciting, man. Can't wait. Yeah, and it really it's one of those primetime games. You don't know when it's going to happen. We knew it was because even when the schedule came out, it was TBD. So you knew yeah. they were looking at it, and it's <clears throat> it's going to be an important game. <laughs> of course. It's going to be important. It's going to be for home field advantage. It's going to probably be for the division, all of the marbles. And again, and again I'm glad we got the baddest man on the planet, Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> let, let's – before we even get to the Jets, um, just real quick from a player perspective, the Dolphins are spending the week out on the West Coast after playing San Fran yesterday. They play at L.A. Chargers this week. Coach McDaniel said, we're staying out here. Then they got to fly back across the country home after that game, which is on West Coast time, as you know, probably getting into Miami late, and then they got to hit the road again on Friday to come up here to play Buffalo on Saturday night. Any jet lag thing to even consider in that? I mean, I know the the two teams aren't going to consider that, but is there a is there a lag effect, so to speak? Um, I, I wouldn't say that it's a lag effect, but I, I will say that just watching and again, I haven't watched the entire game of that San Francisco 49er and uh, Miami Dolphins game from this past weekend. But I would say forget about the jet lag. They better be ready for those pass rushers. They better be ready for Gregory Rousseau and A.J. Epinesa um, and guys like that. Tremaine Edmonds making a comeback who I thought had a phenomenal game. And it seemed like every time he got to a tackle, he got to that tackle with aggressiveness and, and with some authority. So uh, 
forget about the travel issues. I think they're going to have some Buffalo Bills issues uh, when the Dolphins come into town. Yeah, and it's they. I mentioned this earlier. Now, no question, the Dolphins are playing really good football. I mean, they mm-hmm. up until this last game when the, and they met a really good team in San Francisco, albeit most of the game with a backup quarterback. But they made hay offensively against the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, and the Texans. Um, not really a murderer's row. But nevertheless, I, I think they struggle with an outstanding defense that they, they, they may beat, meet in Buffalo. What do you think happened with Tua yesterday? Because everybody's talking about he did not look like he, he was did. off yesterday. Yeah, Mike. he looked different than he did in that five-game winning streak. Well, again, he was off, and um, when you spend an entire week having to prepare for a certain team's defense and having to prepare for a guy like a Nick Bosa, and again, I know our our, our guy, our Von Miller type, our, our Von Miller, he's a little bit hurt, but you still have the Gregory Rousseau's and the, the Shaq Lawson's and, and guys like that with Ed Oliver in the middle. But when you when you have so many guys that you have to worry about, what happens is you got to think about how, how that Miami Dolphins team is going to have to prepare. Because, see, I believe, that in that first matchup, I think it was week two or three or whatever. I believe in that first matchup that the Miami Heat is what actually beat us. Yeah. It went to me. It wasn't sure. the guys on the field. It wasn't the Tyreek Hills. It wasn't the the tours or all of that. It, it was the Heat, and, and you're not going to have that in this particular matchup. And I just think that um, uh, Tua preparing for a guy like Nick Bosa all week and understanding where he was on every single play, I think he was just very aware of the pass rush. And that that pass rush threw off uh, to a superpower. And to a superpower is his timing and anticipation. Yeah. And when, you, when you're dealing with an offense that deals in timing and anticipation, if you could put some type of fear in the quarterback's uh, eyes and have him kind of looking at the rush and not looking down downfield, it throws off that timing and anticipation. You look at our defense in particular, the Buffalo Bills defense, I just think we got the defensive backs. I think we have the scheme along with the pass rush. I think we have all of the fastest to make this a very tough game on Tua Tonga Viola. Yeah. All right. So now let's move ahead here and let's just talk a little bit of the Bills run game. Um, you know, James Cook sees his most extensive action. Uh, I thought he was really good when they were running that mid zone scheme there. I mean, he shoots through that hole and it's it's an easy eight yards. Most of the time with him, um, I know we've talked to you about how he's a great change of pace in comparison to Motor Singletary. Uh, how far can they take this running game, and and what, how how much bigger can you make Cook's role going forward here? Oh, it could be a, it can be a lot bigger. I mean, I I can envision uh, what we call a pony package or two running yep. backs in the game with Devin Singletary and a James Cook in the in, in the backfield at the same time with three wide receivers. I mean, oh, you can put two wide receivers and Dawson Knox on the field. I mean, just how does the defense defend that? You know what I mean? And so I think as his role continues to expand, as he continues to get success, I mean, this offensive line was moving people off the football. And when you look at the New England pages, New England, they're usually stout against the run and it, it didn't matter. Again, we moved guys off of the football. And I think the more touches that James Cooks gets, the more um, speed and acceleration he can put on tape, that's going to force defenses to take a, pay a little bit more of attention to him. And that's when Ken Dorsey can kind of use him as a chess piece in a scheme up in, in a scheme type of a situation to create some matchup opportunities. But every single skill position that you're looking at on this Buffalo Bills team is looking to be um, explosive. And James Cook is one of those explosive elements. One of the things we heard, and I mentioned this to Brownie earlier in the show, that uh, during the commentary with Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet, they were talking about their conversation with Josh Allen about – how much more in tune or how big a steps they have made between Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey about how they're communicating, what they expect of each other. And it seems like when they, when they talked the way they did that there was more of an adjustment phase that was going on with this Bills offense than we maybe thought was going to happen at the beginning of the season. What do you make of that conversation? I, I think that that's what good coaches do. You listen to your players, and especially if you got one of those guys, like, you know, one of those five or six guys that can will a team to a win um, with just his abilities, his arms, his eyes, his, his shoulders, all of those things. That's Josh Allen. We have one of those guys. And so when you have one of those guys and, and you're constantly communicating, uh, especially with a young play caller and Ken Dorsey, and I know he's been with Josh for a while and he's been, in, been a part of the organization, but this is his first full year calling plays. And so I think, you know, 
he has to get not get information from Josh Allen. Josh Allen has to get information from him. And together, that's how the game plan comes together. Because I obviously I like the run game. I like to see the offensive line move. I like to see the line of scrimmage move. I'm sure Sean McDermott is in that same realm and that same school of thought. But when you Again, when you got a guy like Josh Allen, the offense has to revolve around him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we had a great day running the football, but at the end of the day, Josh and his ability is what's going to take us over the top. And I think just knowing that and having that open communication, it makes life easier for everybody involved. At the same time, it seems as though the Bills are trying to diversify their offense on the fly, Mike. I mean, they are Mm -hmm. making a concerted effort the last couple of weeks to – get their run game in a place where they like it if they have to turn to it, maybe take a little bit of the burden off of Josh. I think they know, you know, if they're going to host playoff games here in Buffalo, the weather gets a little squirrely come late December and January, and you may have to run run yourself to a victory in some instances, Um, whether that's Josh or the crew they got in the offensive backfield. I I guess what I'm asking is – they they took a similar approach last year, and over the final month of the season, the Bills were second or third in the league in rushing the last four or five weeks of the season, and they were an unstoppable force in the playoffs. It looks like they're trying to employ that plan here again. Are you seeing some of those same things in what they're trying to get accomplished offensively? Absolutely, guys, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna change gear and flip to who the other AFC team. Kansas City, right? Um, I, I just think that uh, when you look at with Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati Bengals offense did to Kansas City, they ran the ball for 152 yards. They were able to play big boy football at times. It's not just going out there and running the football for 200 yards. It's just about in meaningful moments, you have to be able to do it and do it when you need to do it and be able to keep that guy and Patrick Mahomes off of the football field. So flip it back to the Buffalo Bills. I think that's what that's what we're doing. I think that's what the Ken Dorsey and this offensive coaching staff is doing. They're just kind of oiling the gears up, making sure they're ready. So when they do meet the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs, who will not have a Tyreek Hill, they can play that game where they can slow it down when they need to and limit the opportunities that Patrick Mahomes has to possibly win the game. So the Bills, were, they got the first leg of this three-game stretch under their belt. They beat the Patriots by two touchdowns. They've got the Jets coming in this weekend. What do you expect, particularly with Mike White at quarterback, what do you expect this Jet-Bills game to look like Sunday? Well, again, uh, I know we everybody talks about the quarterbacks, but at the end of the day, Robert Sala and this New York Jets team, they're all about defense. They're all about hitting on defense. They have a great secondary on the back end. I can't wait to to see those moments because, again, uh, Sauce Gardner, he doesn't travel, but there will be moments where he's one-on-one with Steph Diggs, and I expect Steph Diggs to take him to school. You know what I mean? Take him to school, learn some lessons on, you know, uh, 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 how to defend a route runner because Steph Diggs, I definitely, I, I think, will be able to route him up. But they know how to get after the passer, and what scares me about this matchup is Quentin Williams. Um, that dude is having an all-pro season. Uh, he's a guy that's a playmaker at the at the at the three technique uh, position, which is the you know outside shade of the guard. Um, he has this ability to split double teams. Uh, you know, people always talk about double, uh, defensive tackles taking on double teams. Well, there's two di- two types of defensive tackles: guys that take on double teams and allow the linebackers to run and hit. Then there's guys like Ed Oliver, Aaron Donald, um, and Quentin Williams this particular year where they're able to take on the double team, split the double teams, and actually make the play. He's a playmaker. So offensively, I think from a running game standpoint, get our double teams ready to be able to double team that guy and double team him. Don't worry about going off to the second level. Make sure you take care of Quentin Williams, especially in the run game. All right, and I watched a lot of Jets-Vikings yesterday, Mike, and you know Mike White much like he did last year. He comes in for his first start. He lights it up for 300 yards. They win a football game. Everybody's gaga about Mike White. It's it's practically like Lynn Sanity with the Knicks like 10 years ago in New York when they're blowing things up in the media. And then he comes out yesterday. Yeah, he throws for 369 yards, but he doesn't have a single touchdown. They go one for six in the red zone, and he throws a couple of picks. Um, I feel like he is a scripted quarterback when the play unfolds as it's supposed to we can make reads deliver the football make your offense functional as soon as you got to go off script with that guy it's a disaster 
He's got no <laughs> improvisational skills. He's not a second reaction player at all. So what could be the defensive approach for the Bills that would make them effective against Mike White, knowing the improvisational skills more often than not are not there for him? Well, first and foremost, to, 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 to that to, to that uh, to that to that end, um, what Mike White sees pre-snap needs to be totally different than what he sees post-snap. Just that simple fact right there would force a little bit of hesitation in Mike White. Um, that's number one. Number two, Josh Allen has a lot to do with this. Josh Allen, Ken Dorsey, and this offense has a lot to do with this because for the Jets and Mike and, and, and Mike White to be effective, they have to play the game a certain way. And throwing the ball 57 times, that ain't – that, that ain't the way to do it. I think they want to run the football with James Robinson and company, lean on the run game, be explosive in the passing game on play-action passes, and play tough defense. Well, Josh Allen could just score every time they get the football, <laughs> put up points, and literally talk uh, Mike LaFleur, who is the offensive coordinator for the uh, New York Jets, talk him out of that run game and play-action and all of that and get the pass attempts up to, up to close to 60. And that's when Mike White will throw you the football from a Bills defense standpoint. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think the real key to this game is confusing Mike White and making sure you score enough points to put some pressure on their team that they got to kind of keep up with you. It's going to be difficult because the Jet, like you said, the Jets are a really good football team defensively. Mm -hmm. uh, they've got it going on. They got some people that can play. Sauce Gardner, not with you know, it's going to be really good. Uh, the guys up front, Quinn and Williams, those guys have, can get it done. But it's going to be up to you to stay on the field and score and be efficient. Yep. Um, and also, when the Jets do have the football, you got to make it hard for Mike White to know where he's going with the football. Um, that's going to be the key, I think, in this game, at least. Here on a on a Monday, you know. <laughs> well, thanks for figuring away. it out for us, Steve. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I will say this, Mike. Um, last year, Mike White did play against the Bills, and he threw it forty-four times, no touchdowns, four picks, and they lost. Oh, going away forty-five to seventeen. So, I think the magic number, Mike, is anything over thirty-five pass attempts, and the Bills are probably good, right? I, I, I totally agree with you now. And again, when you got that, you got this, this uh, well-oiled machine of, of an offense with Josh Allen, but you know, uh, conducting it, you always give yourself a chance. And, and one other note, guys, I, I, from this past week's performance, I thought Tre'Davious White is showing showing promise. He's getting his legs back mm -hmm. up underneath him, and he's going to be challenged. Garrett Wilson, um, first-round pick for the for the New York Jets again. Trey Trey's not going to travel, I don't think, but in spots, it's going to be a pretty dope matchup. I want to see if Trey has his legs back because that kid is pretty quick. All right, Mike, thanks as always for joining us. We'll uh, catch up with you next week when hopefully Buffalo's got another one in the win column. Ain't no hopefully about it, man. We win in the damn thing. Bill's Mafia <laughs> staying all the way up. Let's get it, guys. See all right, Mike, thanks, thank Mike. you very much. That's Michael Robinson joining us here from NFL Network, as he does every week here on One Bills Live. And, yeah, I like the approach that he suggested, you know, disguise. And when you have Poyer back there, you, you have a greater chance of – making it look awfully yeah. different pre-snap to post-snap <clears throat> with the way he's able to almost line up completely out of position and give Mike White one thought when something else is actually yeah. being deployed. Um, we've seen wise. him get into trouble. That's where the New England Patriots got their touchdown last weekend was when, you know, on, the, on the play down the side to Jones with the, the short pass long run. Um, Hamlin, I, Hamlin, right? Hamlin was so far – they were trying to stem into it. Hamlin was so deep at the snap – not allowing the Patriots or seemingly not allowing the Patriots to know he had coverage on that slot receiver. Um, he was so far, had so far to travel post snap. Uh, it was hard for him to get there and, and corral the runner in. That's what happens when you're trying to disguise it and the offense knows it's coming. That's what happened on that play. And that, so that's what you're up against. If Mike White can get rid of the football quick and the bills, because of their late move to the actual defense, they're going to play if you give them that little window of time that you're out of position to getting into position after the snap, if the offense can take advantage of it, that's where you give up big plays, and that's what happened to the Bills against New England. So the Bills have got to get on it, and we've seen them working that. Although it was only one play in the whole game where you saw it be a problem, it's still a problem as yeah. you stem into those defenses late. I'm trying to remember who was out of the lineup defensively for the Bills – 
when they last played the Jets. And I want to say Milano did not play in that game. And now when I'm looking at his game logs, yeah, he did not play. So no Milano, no Tredavious White in the last matchup in Week 9. Um, those are two pretty important dudes to yeah, have that, in your defensive lineup. Right, that may the, change things slightly. But, yeah, um, you go with what you got, and it's not like the, the Jets aren't going to have film on what the defense is like with Milano and Trey White in it. Um, but they got to face up against it. We'll see. Um, yeah, that's huge. The Bills are going to be more healthy this time when they face the Jets. Yeah. Do you feel differently about the Bills having the top seed at the end of the season than you did on Friday? Did this weekend's events, with all the help the Bills got in the conference standings, make you feel differently about the Bills having that top seed when the regular season is over? You can let us know at 803-0550, Let's go to Gabe in Rochester next. What do you got for us, Gabe? You're on One Bills Live. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering uh, what do you guys feel about OBJ? And, you know, they pulled out the red carpet for him, and I not get that. But I'm, and do we really need him? I mean, it just I'm just saying, like, wouldn't we just – we have a good team already, and we have, like, you know, we want Hines to, to step up in his role, and we, we don't know about his health. So, I mean, I'm just wondering that if it's worth the two-year deal, I mean, maybe we're looking into next year that but i'm just wondering if this year is going to work out for them yeah it's interesting gabe because here's the thing if if odell if obj is healthy and ready to play and looks sharp in a workout or that he can convince you that he is he helps you i mean there's just no two ways about it he's a great player got great abilities he's fast great route runner and he can catch it that kind of guy helps you win. No yeah. question about it. There's no two ways about it. Now, certainly you got to pay him and give him the contract he's looking for and the situation he's looking for. Certainly with the situation, he'd be hard-pressed to find a better one than he got in Buffalo. Whether it's Dallas, whether it's the Giants, or whether it's Buffalo, the three teams that everybody's thinking he's down to. Yeah, I, none of the other two situations are any better than they are here in Buffalo. Absolutely not. He would... He could play here, and he could help them, no question. Now, can you fit it in with the salary cap? I don't know. Do you have to give him too big a deal, and is it too iffy physically that he would come in, and then all of a sudden he pulls a hamstring in week one, and now he's on the shelf for a month? Um, maybe, but you don't know that about any player. John Brown is a perfect example. So, And it seems with the John Brown signing that maybe the Bills are in the market for another guy and maybe they don't think they're going to be able to land OBJ because they've already had preliminary conversations with his representation and they're looking for a three-year guaranteed deal for such and such money, whatever. And the Bills are saying, you know, we're not going to do it. Um, That's why John Brown's here. I don't know. But if push comes to shove and you're asking me if OBJ could help this team, my, my answer is absolutely positively, yeah. If he's 100% healthy, absolutely he helps you. Yeah. Good and players make you better. And here's the other thing to think about. I think you could safely make the argument that the depth at the receiver position is stronger on the Chiefs roster than it is on the Bills roster, and it's stronger on the Bengals roster than it is on the Bills roster. So if you're going to get in an arms race – and you've got an all-world quarterback just like Cincinnati and Kansas City do, and you have the opportunity to give him another weapon to make yourselves that much better in the passing game against him, then you, then you do it if, you know, if, the, if the finances work. Um, and, yes, the question is, is he healthy? I think, and, you know, team doctors and your medical staff will determine that. And I'll say this, too. Um, you're not getting him cheap. Well, no, because you have two or three teams that are interested in signing him. And, and, Dow, and Jerry Jones wants him. Uh, you're not getting him cheap, and you're going to have to restructure some guys to get it done. You're going to have to get some, create some cap space. Um, uh, so you've got to really decide if that's the kind of investment you want to make in a guy like OBJ. And there is a risk because it's two ACLs to the same knee in the span of about 24 months. That's not nothing. So the doctors will, they probably already have, since he was here over the weekend, taking a painstaking approach 
to examine that knee and examine its structural integrity and all of that. So they, they've, they've checked that box. They've probably talked – well, maybe they haven't talked finances because from what we understand, no team has made a contract offer yet. I think basically OBJ is kind of running the show here. He's going to visit all three teams. He's supposed to be visiting Dallas today and tomorrow and then make a decision as early as Wednesday as to the team he would like to play for, and then they'll talk Turkey at that point. But, you know, where it stands now is it's in a holding pattern. If the ball is in OBJ's court, he's going to make a choice about who he'd like to play for, and if the money lines up, that's where he'll go. If it doesn't, well, then he'll choose Team B. And it'll, right. go, and it'll go from there. Uh, I think the thing the Bills have going for them is the situation and the and the shot they have at the at the title. Uh, if if OBJ, I don't. Despite what happened last night against the Indianapolis Colts, the Cowboys to me are not the team that's going to win. That's not the favorite in the NFC, NFC. The Bills are the favorite in the AFC, and, it, and it's been that way since preseason. Now, certainly. You know, the game they dropped against the Jets and the Vikings, notwithstanding, um, they're tough out. They're a tough out. And OBJ, you can see a spot for him right away here in Buffalo. But, you know, all this is, it's all moot if the money gets in the way. Yeah. Which I think is probably the biggest, the biggest obstacle for all three of the teams we're talking about. Yeah. The Miami Dolphins might be without their offensive, ta- their starting offensive tackles, or at least one of them, for longer than they anticipated. They have made a signing at the offensive tackle position. We'll tell you who that is when we return here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, here we are on One Bills Live on a Monday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. We mentioned in the last segment that the Bills-Dolphins game in Week 15 now has a day and time. It is going to be Saturday night, prime time, December 17th, 8.15 p.m. on NFL Network. Fear not. If you are in the local viewing area in Buffalo, it will be on a local over-the-air channel. Uh, Channel 7, I believe, is what I saw. And I like it for two reasons. One, It's one less day for the Dolphins to recover after playing out on the West Coast at the Chargers this week. They have to fly all the way across country, and then they have to be up here a day earlier. The second reason I like it is because it is at night when the sun is down, and the temperatures will be even colder. Oh, it's going to be cold. Here is the full Saturday triple-header slate that the NFL has laid out for Week 15. 1 p.m., Colts at Vikings, 4.30 p.m., Ravens at Browns, and then 8.15, Dolphins at Bills. And then Sunday, the game that got flexed into the Sunday nighttime slot is Giants at Commanders. The rematch of yesterday's game is the Sunday night game. They flex the Patriots-Raiders Sunday night football game out of the primetime slot and into the 4 p.m. slot. Uh, And you, you understand why they did that. Patriots Raiders. It's like, yeah. Um, well, the, I'll say that on. And what day was that? Sunday. That's the Sunday night game now. Well, the, on week fifteen, the Patriots Raiders is the is the four. It got PM. flexed out to four p.m. from Sunday night. I got to tell you, the four p.m. slot's the biggest slot of the weekend. Yeah, but I wonder why they did that. I, Raiders Patriots. I don't know. Maybe NBC's like, we don't want it. Can we get something better? <laughs> yeah, maybe. That may be. And they. You know, they have no be. problem taking Giants commanders to giant television markets. You know what I mean? New York, Washington, D.C. They probably had something to do with it as well. Um, not that Boston and Las Vegas are tiny by any stretch, but, yeah, who knows sometimes why they do what they do. Uh, we do want to get to the tweet. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over 
Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Cheat, because we've been asking you all day today, do you feel differently about the Bills having the top seed at the end of the season than you did on Friday? Have your has your mood changed and in a good way after yeah. all the help they got over the weekend? Are you more confident or less confident that they can hang on to it? Yeah, you know? five games to play, destiny in their own hands. We'll get to the comments in a second. We did tell you at the break that we would let you know the Dolphins are going to be making a move. This according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. They played last weekend. Without their top two offensive tackles, Teron Armstead and Austin Jackson, both of them were out injured, and it did play a role in them losing that game yesterday. It looks as though they might be without one of those tackles for an extended period of time because according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Dolphins are going to be signing free agent veteran offensive tackle Eric Fisher. Um, So Fisher looks like he'll be headed to the Dolphins to serve as a stopgap measure there because uh, they're two backup offensive tackles yesterday, granted, against a good 49ers front, but they were having a rough day up there. Um, As you would expect. It was not pretty. Yeah. It was not pretty at all. So it looks like Eric Fisher is on his way to Miami to help uh, plug a hole at the offensive tackle position for the Dolphins. So you're aware of that going into the Bills-Dolphins games a little over a week from now. But let's get to the tweet sheet, which, as always, is brought to you by Corrigan Moving Systems, the official equipment moving company of the Buffalo Bills. And Vito says, team is absolutely where it needs to be right now. The process is working. Um, Okay. I mean, we're all happy they're in the top seed. The question is, do you feel more positive about that coming to fruition now come the end of the season than you did on Friday? based on all the help they got, because there's no guarantees they're going to get any more help the rest of the way. This past Sunday was a true confluence of events that (laughs) the Bills needed to happen. I mean, even the Titans lost. This was it's reminiscent of breaking the drought when everything had to fall their way. And and it did. Um, And that involved the Bengals, too. Exactly. So it's yeah, it's it feels a little bit fragile right now. The Bills have got a tough road down the stretch with the five games they've got. Certainly I'm I'm I mean I'm looking at the Bill I'm looking at the the Bears and saying, okay, they can beat the Bears. But the Jets and the Dolphins are the two teams the Bills have lost to. The Bengals just came off beating the other team who's in the favorite seat uh, for the AFC championship and the Chiefs. They just had an impressive win over them and of course the Bills uh, then they end up with the New England Patriots, which is a little bit like the Bears these days. But this is, it's much more difficult closing sequence of the season in the schedule with the Jets, Dolphins, Bears, Bengals, Patriots for the Bills than it is for you know the other the, the other team, the Chiefs. The Chiefs finish with the Broncos, Texans, Seahawks, Broncos, Raiders. Good lord! I mean, come on, man! That's a cakewalk. Now, the Seahawks are feisty. They're playing well. But the Texans? I mean, come on. And the Broncos? The Broncos can't score. No, and they don't have to. Well, I mean, the Broncos have got a good defense. But yeah, they've got to score more than nine. Right. They what lost they gonna... 10 to nine yesterday to a backup quarterback. Right. The only chance the Broncos have in beating the Chiefs once of the two times they're going to play in the next four weeks is if they catch somehow lightning in a bottle offensively yeah so there is no chance then the Raiders okay yeah, Raiders maybe they rise up at the end. If maybe the Raiders maybe have a shot at the end maybe to, to do something the Raiders sitting there at five and seven and week 18 game against the Chiefs is going to be meaningful 
Yeah, if they beat the Rams, Patriots, Steelers, and Niners in a row, yeah, okay, maybe. No. <laughs> the Raiders are going to be packed and ready to leave. Yeah. So, yeah, the Chiefs are rolling downhill to the they end of the season. They have one of the easiest remaining schedules, and it's not even close. Jeremy on the tweet sheet says, if they continue to play solid football, I feel better for sure. The next three weeks are crucial after Cincinnati doesn't seem done yet. Yeah, that is that is a game that looms large on a Buffalo schedule. Basically, the Dolphins and Bengals games are probably going to be two of the more difficult games coming up here for Buffalo. Well, the Jets game only because of Mike White and the uncertainty surrounding the quarterback of the Jets and how his ability to score enough points to play, to win. But you're right. I mean, that's it. And we're looking at the graph kind of right now. Remaining schedule for the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Dolphins. I mean, even the Baltimore Ravens don't, don't look – well, they end up with the Bengals, but they go Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Atlanta, Pittsburgh. Yeah. My goodness. Well, the Chiefs and the Ravens, I know when I looked it up a week ago, had two of the three easiest remaining strength of schedules in the entire league. Forget about the AFC. Bengals not so much, though. They got Cleveland, Tampa, New England, Buffalo, Baltimore. The Bengals could stumble a little bit in there. I mean, particularly, you hope they stumble against Buffalo, obviously. But, you know, Tampa Bay is a little bit of a wild card. Cleveland's got a nice roster. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Chris on the tweet sheet says, It's not surprising to me that they're back in first place, but I'm thrilled that even on a Sunday there's no Bills football. They still win. How much do they win, you might ask? Uh, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, he says, nobody had a better week 13 than the Bills. They had a potentially season-changing Sunday, even though they didn't play. The Bills week started with a strong road win, as we know. Um, So a lot changed, as we know, on Sunday. And because of it, the odds are back in Buffalo's favor. Last week, the Chiefs, as we know, took over as the Super Bowl favorites in Vegas. It was the first time all season the Bills were not in the top spot. That flipped. After yesterday, the Bills are now at plus 70, plus 375 to win the Super Bowl. Chiefs are plus 450. Eagles are plus 500, followed by the Cowboys, Bengals, Niners, Dolphins, Vikings. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the, the game that the Bengals put together yesterday afternoon against the Chiefs was really, really impressive. Really impressive. And like I said earlier in the show, they were they went from five and four three weeks ago to eight and four after yesterday's win, and they looked good doing it. Um, I'm surprised the Bengals aren't higher on the list. My, you know, I've always poo-pooed the the Bengals' ability to put two good seasons back to back, and they're on their way now. How about this? The Bengals and the 49ers have the same odds, plus 1,100. How the hell do the 49ers have this, just as good a chance as the Bengals? They didn't even have a quarterback. Right, and their quarterback's out for the year. How is that? Help me with that, man. Well, here's the thing. This is not – this is not – and I've always said this about gambling odds and the way they do it. And I know I'm not a gambler, so you can, I, you can take what you want. Here's the thing. It is not – all the odds are – is an assessment, an accurate assessment of where public perception is for every team. And most people, 99% of the people in the world, only follow one team closely. Mm. The, so that perce- And those teams have differing fan bases that gamble different amounts of money on whatever it is. So you go to the, the Cowboys always have a bigger swing because more people follow them. And same with the Giants, that kind of thing. So, so you're the, saying the 49ers are heavy bettors? Is that well, what you're saying? San Francisco is a team that whatever they are, move the needle a little bit more than the Bengals do. Okay, that's fair. And all the odds are is an assessment of where the – Gambling houses believe the money is, the public money is, and where the perception, how positive it is for each team. And yeah. most people are individual in their assessment of those teams. It's all about their team. Yeah. Speaking of how they feel about their team, MC on the tweet sheet says, I still feel the same. We still need to win out. KC has a very easy schedule, and we have to play in Chicago and in Cincy with a suspect defensive backfield, poor tackling, and an offense. Playing below expectations. Wow, that's a little harsh. Um, 
What do you think about the need for Buffalo to win out? Can they afford any margin of error here the rest of the way in light of the schedule that you laid out for the Chiefs the rest of the way and knowing the schedule for the Bengals the rest of the way? Well, I mean, you have a head-to-head in there with Cincinnati, obviously. It's like everything, Brownie. We're sitting here with five weeks to go. From this end of it, and after just watching and with our recency bias of what we just saw yesterday and over the weekend, say, yeah, they got to win out. I mean, from this end of it, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Keep your head down, keep winning, and just keep grinding away yeah. and n- take none of these games for granted, particularly the one you got this week. Right. Well, um, I don't, I'm not anticipating that, especially after they lost a game they probably felt they should have won to the Jets in week nine. I mean, they gave that one away. All th- the Jets can- played good, don't get me wrong, but they played the perfect game and the Bills kind of messed it up. Let's, let's think about this. this. This Bills team is exactly who we think they are. They alone are the team that beats the Buffalo Bills. The Minnesota Vikings, you, couldn't, you can't ask for more fortuitous ending to that game to give them a victory here in Buffalo. The Miami game early in the season, Buffalo fans are completely frustrated about how that game transpired and the way it ended up. And the Jet game, you said it. The Bills were their own worst enemy. In all three of the Bills' losses this season, they have done it to themselves. Is that an issue that's going to happen to them going forward? Maybe. I don't know. Is there gonna, are they going to do that in a game where the team on the other side of the field is good enough to take advantage of it? It happened to them in Miami. It happened to them in New York. And it happened to them here against Minnesota. Yeah, there are teams out there that can take advantage of it when you give it to them. This team is their own worst enemy. That, it was that way before the New England game this last week. We said, hey, if they mind their P's and Q's. They're going to be fine. And they were. That game was never in doubt. That's where they're sitting today. That's the team that is in the number one seed right now. They are their own worst enemy. If they play hard, play free, and stay away from their own mistakes, nobody beats them. Mm. We'll take a break here. Come back with more of your thoughts on the tweet sheet and your phone calls next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you here on a Monday a day where the Bills hold the top spot in the AFC Conference thanks to a boatload of help from a number of teams yesterday. Dolphins lose, Titans lose, Chiefs lose, Jets lose. yippee Kayo, Kaye. Uh, we are asking you on the tweet sheet today, do you feel differently about the Bills having the top seed at the end of the season than you did on Friday? Basically, you might have had a little trepidation on Friday. Hey, great, we got to win, but we need a lot of teams to lose. Now you had all those teams lose. You're in the top spot in the AFC. Do you feel differently about them holding on to that thing come the end of the season? 803-0550, the number to get on board. But we go back to the tweet sheet for now, and Lex says, I'll see you in January. So much can happen between now and then. Home field is an advantage, but not a guarantee. Ask the Dolphins. Let's enjoy the ride as fans and keep focused week to week. Okay. I mean, that kind of sounds like coach speak there. Be a fan. Come on, Lex. Listen, if you're not going to be, if you're not going to be illogical and passionate, (laughs) I don't need to read your tweets. (laughs) I'm teasing. That's a very logical and well thought out tweet. And it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And it has no place on social media. It's not off. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) No. It's uh, that's a good one, Lex. I'm I'm teasing, obviously. Uh, well thought out and nice, logical and dispassionate. I'll see you in January. There's a lot of football to be played, and none of us can tell the future in ten minutes, let alone in five weeks. So, mm. yeah, you're right. Let's just sit tight and and watch the guys play. And 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 let me just say this: as a, we're deep into this, folks, we're sitting where we kind of want to sit. Don't forget to have fun. Enjoy it, because. In three months, we're going to be looking back at it no matter how it turned out. And uh... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, don't forget the fun we had getting here. Oh, Steve getting all sentimental now, here you know, on Bill's Live. It all counts, man. It's important. We, You and I have been sitting here. We sit across from each other every day. Mm. And remember, we <clears throat> we went through the draft together, the combine, all of that stuff. And we were, and the team was just – we couldn't wait to see this team play. Mm-hmm. So let's just re- remember to take a deep breath and say, yeah, you know what? It's pretty fun. On the tweet sheet, does David feel differently than he did on Friday? Abso-friggin-lutely. It just seemed more like years past where we weren't going to be there at the right time for the number one seed to even matter. It seems 100% obtainable right now. I think he means attainable. Um, So, yeah. I mean, a lot can happen in five weeks. We all know it's a week-to-week league. As, you know, Lex so astutely pointed out, you got to... These next two, though, are gigantic in terms of the division. And you can't talk number one seed unless you win your division. So as great as it is to be sitting there right now, you have to beat the Jets. You have to beat the Dolphins. Because you need to even out the head-to-heads with those two teams, the Dolphins most importantly. Yeah, there's some. there's no question the Bills would – they're fine. If they win out, they're going to be great. But – they got to beat the Jets and Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, my point there is, if you finish thirteen and four, but the Dolphins finish fourteen and three and win the division, you're the five seat. Have fun right. playing you're a wild the, card you're game. You're on the road. You're doing all that yiggity yiggity. At fourteen and th- at thirteen at four, and four, yeah, it's a tough. We knew it too. The conference was gonna. This conference, the AFC, is tough. It's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. I mean, you look. I mean, folks. You're looking at Buffalo, Kansas City, Baltimore, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Miami, the Jets. Three of those teams are in the same division. Mm-hmm. The Bills have run the gauntlet already. They've had the toughest schedule so far, period. They've had it rougher than anybody, and they've been nicked up the whole time. You got to win, man. Yeah. No, you, you do. Win. It's a tough conference. You want to stay at home in January here. You got to stay at home. Yeah. They've been they've been gunning for that for the last two or three last two years anyway. And you know you go thirteen and four in twenty twenty, and you don't get it. They're getting the close. Chiefs go fourteen and two. You stub your toe in the middle of the season last year, and it winds up costing you. You know with losses yeah. to Jacksonville, overtime and loss, a, and then you had back to back losses in week thirteen and fourteen. You fall to seven and six, and by that point in time, the top seed was out the window, and you still only finish a game back you, you of home field seed. advantage. You were the three seed. With the swing game being that Tennessee game. You beat Tennessee and they lose, you're the number one seed because you had the tiebreaker on Kansas City. You don't get it. You finish as the three seed. So you've still got the tiebreaker and on you Kansas know, City. Yeah. You know because your season in the postseason ended in Kansas City in back-to-back seasons on the road. 
Put them all in your home stadium and see if that's the difference for you, because I think it would be. John on the tweet sheet says, I don't feel any different. KC will win out, which means the Bills must win out, and I see that as unlikely to happen. So, yeah. Uh, winning out won't be easy. I, I really think the Dolphins game and the Bengals game are going to be real tough ones, uh, especially the Bengals being on the road in a primetime atmosphere on a Monday night in January. That's going to be tricky. Yeah. Not to say they can't do it, but it's going to be hard. Uh, so winning out, I think, might prove to be a tall order. Um, but, you know, stranger things have happened. The Bills ran here's, off four in a row at the end of last year. Here's what I believe, though. If, if you win the next two games, you're going to win the division. Right. Which means you're going to be at home at least once. Yeah. And even last year, when they were the three seed, without the 13-second game, you're back here for the AFC Championship because game tit- anyway. Because the Titans lost, right. And then you so you would have beaten the Chiefs, who were the so two. So there you go. I mean, that's yeah. – yeah, so – Stranger things have happened. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break here because when we return for our number three, we're going to be joined by Bills reporter Maddie Glab, who's got some very special Maddie Awards this week. Sure, uh, there might be a Bills Award in there or two, but there's also some Around the League Awards to be handed out as well. After all the help that the Bills got yesterday, Maddie Glab coming up next here on One Bills Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.